Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's two worlds colliding tonight. You've got the Supercoach Talk boy, JT, here, and I'm joined by Supercoach Champs uh, podcast member and the guy that's basically just holding the fort while Wilf's on his uh, long-term holiday. How are you, Bear guy? Yeah, mate, I'm um, pretty good. I'm one week down of school holidays, so still got one to go, so um, enjoying that. Um, Busy around the house. Bub's keeping me busy, but yeah, all good, mate. Glad to be back on, actually. Well, that's it. We had you on when we were uh, just talking rubbish during the COVID break. I'm trying to fill some dead air. So, um, no, we brought you to the dark side again, but you're even cheating on Wilfred last week as well. Like, you are getting around. Yeah, mate, um, dropping me pants for anyone at the minute. But <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was. I saw that poll on the um, Twitter that you had going too, and I ran away with that. So I was waiting for, like, a message to get me back on and, I had to, it had to be done when Wilfred was sick. What's the story there? That was your singing prowess, wasn't it? There's a bear in there right at the end. Yeah. Mate, you beat out, uh, I think, Anton Poser, who did a rendition of um, a Slice of Heaven by Dave Dobbin, and that brought the house down. So that was a pretty hotly contested little um, competition there. So I don't know, 50K and winning Supercoach or winning the Twitter poll for our best closeout song on the SC Talk pod. Like what's, uh, what's higher there? Mate, I'll I'll take the singer, but you've set me up there. You've given me a bloody play school song, and he's getting one of the greatest ever. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with the play, bit of play school, mate. But anyhow, we're here to talk round ten of the NRL Supercoach Teamless Tuesdays come out today. Um, crazy old day of it. I'm hearing. I just got a, a notice at work. I'm, I'm trying to keep busy, and then all of a sudden, I'm getting this massive thing on my phone saying NRL looking to move everyone to Brisbane. Um, I've still just put the tools down, put the keyboard down for the day, but what's doing there? Are we going back into lockdown? Oh, I don't know. They were talking about it earlier. I think I think they said something about Brisbane um, keeping the border closed to two Sydney suburbs, so I guess that would just make it a bit um, dirty trying to move teams around. So. I don't know. If they, if they don't want the comp to shut down again, if the COVID spikes up again, they might have to do something like that. Uh, Queensland wintertime holiday. Any old excuse to get you guys up here, tell you what. <laughs> Let's talk a bit. So we're going to go around the grounds in terms of our super coach team. So now that our uh, dead weights aren't here in Wenin for my podcast and Wilfred for yours, I guess we can talk trash about them, but uh, let's quickly run through. So um, currently having a decent year, 3,000 and second. Um, You're not too far behind. We did chat the points just a little while ago, so that's about 10,400-odd, but you're not too far behind. 
Nah, I'm sitting at 7,728, and like you just said, I think there was about 250 points that separate you and I. So, um, again, I, th- I think those front guys with their team set uh, will probably hold off most people trying to run them down. But, um, yeah, it's still pretty congested. And I've always said on the other thing that a top 1,000 finish any year is pretty good. So that's what I'll be aiming for again. But these two blokes at 30,000 plus are kidding themselves. Honestly, we had the stake bet last year, and I was—I thought I was dragging the chain. And I, I told you I finished about fifteen thousand. And I thought this is the this is the worst year ever. And then I look and Wenin thirty five thousand eight hundred and eighty fourth. Uh, Wilfred not much better thirty two thousand three hundred and fifteenth. So I mean, the, Wilfred especially that that poor bloke. He uh, he spends a lot of time crafting his side, doing the ins and outs, the stats. Um, what's been happening? I don't know, man. I'd, I'd see, I, this is what I always say, like, stats are all well and good, but sometimes you just got to go off the eye test. Well, that's it. You and I just cracked a beer before we jumped onto this pod. I reckon, Wilf, get on the rums, uh, mix your team up, throw caution to the wind, why not? It's, I mean, speaking of rums and a guy that throws caution to the wind, we'll just shout out uh, Supercoach Talk founder Nick Kirkup. He is flying at sixth overall this year so this is a guy leading coming into the season who like readily admitted he never watches games he didn't know who Bradman Best was and he brought him into his side a week previously like does that not just say maybe it's time to I don't know put the stat book away and just uh, go hell for leather pick whoever 100% I think um, again I think sometimes if you put the stats away and you just treat it a bit more like shares, buy them low, sell them high, that the sometimes um, that that can pay off for you. So Nick up there is probably a testament to that fact, I think. But good on him. I'll behind him if he's that close. Oh, absolutely. But now he's, he's asking questions and he's paying attention. He's, he's all over it. So I'm a little concerned. I reckon just yeah, <laughs> do what was working for you. But, um, if, he, if he's uh, still there with five rounds to go, wait to see him stress out. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can only imagine how it was for you guys. Like um, yeah, top 1K, everyone's got the sweats heading into these rounds. But the actual, uh, the overall winner, that's a, that is a crazy ride and he might just be on it. Um, I think it's fair to say, though, the difference between you and I and our uh, well, counterparts is that um, Wenon and Wilfred don't own James Tedesco. And if you looked the last month or so, like, unfortunately, you've got to break your side, right? Oh, 100%. The blokes, I think he's averaging over 100 at the minute. And um, I, I've said it, like, when we came back from COVID, I, I, I thought the way forward was getting um, two gun fullbacks straight away. And even the fact that he's missed two games, he's, he's still on pace to probably top the point scoring. So the blokes are freaking. I know some people are saying don't pay it for him, but if he's averaging 100 points, you're not going to get him much cheaper. And just the game seems to be built for him at the minute. Well, that's it. At some stages, he just seems to be in second gear. But uh, whatever it is, the re- the way the Roosters are playing, you just, yeah, unfortunately, you need this guy on your side no matter what it costs. And then you don't have to whinge about unicorns, which uh, which a lot of the Supercoach community do. Hey, that, but anyhow. That's oh. one thing, sorry. I, that's one thing I'm glad I never did the year I won it. I never sent him a message complaint. You, you can't complain about the points. Like, I'll openly admit as an owner he got lucky with one of those try assists, but it's only a um, rod if you're not in on it, I guess. So, 
Well, that's a, exactly right. It'll come swings and roundabouts. Some weeks you'll get them. you get the old mystery tri-assist and other weeks you won't. Uh, it's just the fun of supercoaching. It'll never change, unfortunately. It's just like the bunker. <laughs> no matter who's in there, it'll never go right. No one's going to agree all the time. Let's get into its big teamless Tuesday, uh, probably one of the bigger ones we've had for a while. Uh, I've got down some of the highlights here. You might go through uh, just off the top here, um, they're really the outs. So coming into this week, I thought we'd see a bit more action uh, from some returning stars, but um, no Katoni Staggs for the Broncos, no Mitch Moses, who was a week away from what Brad Arthur was saying. David Fafida, he's out still a couple more weeks. Um, Alex Twell, NRL Physio's favourite uh, super coach player, is uh, still not on the team list, so might be a week or two away. Matt Lodge has dropped completely off uh, the Broncos teamless, so he's not even there anymore. Scott Drinkwater gone, MCL. Ryan Hall dropped to the bench. Luke Brooks dropped to the bench. Uh, carnage, right? Oh, pretty crazy. Like, I think um, most people were expecting maybe Staggs to be back because he was seen training. Um, the Drinkwater injuries, I, I don't think that hurts too many people just because um, he'll be losing money soon, and with Munster back in, he, he's probably an ideal trade to him. The the big one for me, I think, is um, Hall and Brooks. Like, yeah. um, I, I a lot of people probably brought Hall in just because he was he was cheapish. He was playing on that left hand side, um, and he's which suggests to me that B Moz will probably go back on that left hand side, and that'll be a killer combination down there. But um, yeah, if you brought him, that's pretty unlucky. And then um, for some people, and I'm in that basket, I haven't been able to get r- rid of um, Walters yet. So um, I'm pretty happy about Brooks being dropped. But um, an in- interesting choice from Madge, that one. Yeah, obviously, I think it was the nine missed tackles or something was the stat. Uh, quoted as to why Brooks is now back onto the bench. But, um, yeah, Billy Walters, I've seen him in so many sides. He's one of those guys, he's, what, 272K, so you just know he has, he didn't quite max out, but he's one of those awkward ones you sometimes just cannot get rid of. So uh, break even a 35, you've got to be cheering if you've got him. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's – and he's, he's – I, I doubt he's someone who's going to get you up into the – 550s or whatever, but he might jag a score here and there and get you a step closer to, um, I don't know, a half you want on the way in, maybe Moses when he's back or someone like that. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a lot of room to grow on. Against the the Donkeys this week, there could be a, a fair few tries on offer because they, uh, they've all been named, but the likes of uh, Asako, I think, Tezzy New, uh, who else we got? There's a few that are in doubt um, for the Broncos. So it was sounding like they weren't even going to get a first grade 17 onto the park there. Um, very interesting times ahead for them. But if they have a few outs on the day, maybe this is the week the Tigers go absolutely nuts. Xavier Coates is the one I'm thinking of as well. Um, and I, I think Herbie Farmworth was in there with uh, he, he They were worried about him. And then, um, yeah, someone said Coates left training early. So. Yeah, a couple of question marks over there, which I hope not, because I've got Tessie and Coates, who I both probably have to play this week. So if they're out, I'm in a bit of trouble. But, um, yeah, my, my centre's wings at the minute is where I'm carrying a bit of um, dead wood, I think. Yeah, that's it. We've gone a few uh, cheapies. Have you got Hamizo in there as well? The who? Time? 
Hamilton. I mean, he's a tabuai fido. No, that was that was one thing I did say back in. I, I paid I paid extra for coats, and I just I, and I looked at it was because of the Cowboys run, and I told Wilfred, and I even said it on our podcast. I was going coats because I thought over the long run he had a um, lot more money to make. I just didn't like um, the Cowboys run, and uh, he needed some pretty high attacking stats to get a decent score. So that's proved right so far. So I missed him, which I'm probably lucky about. That's that's good. And I remember it was one week. It was either Coates, Tavita Funa or Hamizo. So I went Coates as well. But um, Funa's not even in the side anymore and Hammer Time's getting 10 points um, hiding away at fullback there. So Coates has sort of Bradbury'd his way over the line to be the best cheapie out of that lot. So no. Very, very lucky with that one. Um, interestingly, though, there's a, there's a couple of names on the ins list. Tommy Talao, that's a, a handy one for owners. He missed last week. Uh, I think it might have been a hammy, uh, a bit of tightness there, just precautionary, uh, letting him rest up for the week. He's back in the starting side. We mentioned BMOS back for the Roosters. That's a huge in for them, um, especially because it <laughs> drops Ryan Hall right out, which uh, suits me. Um, big one for you, mate, Cam Munster. Uh, we'll get probably get into him with trades, but uh, huge in for the Storm. And he, I thought he was sort of firming for a return last week. They've just held him back. But um, are you trying to break your side to bring him in this week? Um, no, um, I, I do really want him because um, obviously just before he was injured there, it looked like all, um, all the attack was going through him. He looked like the only Melbourne player who was going to score. But... I feel even even if he goes gets a hundred or whatever hundred and twenty, his break even's still sixty six. So he's not going to be um, um go up massively in price if he had a negative break even. And I just think someone like um, Nat Butcher at three hundred and seventy two thousand is probably the way to go. And if I bring him in, I can't. Um, get Munster. So I, I think that's a move for me this week, get Nat Butcher, downgrade someone else and have the money for Munster the week after. No, good call. Uh, the other one back and pretty super coach relevant here is Eli Katoa for the Warriors. So, I mean, I sold him a couple of weeks ago. I don't know about you. No, I, I still have him too, not for lack of um, uh, wanting, not wanting to get rid of him just because I, I had other stuff happening. I had a run of injuries and that in there, so I had to um, swap around in other spots. But um, not a bad hold. He's averaging fifty four point seven, and his break even still thirty six. Um, pretty dangerous um, ball runner. So that thirty four, he should be able to um, increase from there. His his runs the run for them is. Oh, it's roughish. They've got the Sharks and the Roosters, Tigers, Manly, Penrith in their next five. So he's definitely on the list of trade-outs as soon as he peaks in price. Yeah, he's um, that's a fantastic comment. you got Walters and Katoa. Well done on those two. I'm still carrying Mitch Moses, so hurry up, Mitch. Get back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's a great call because um, – Given all, he's not on this list. I'm just going to bring them up. He's not on the list of players that are looking to go back uh, over the Dutch in a couple of weeks. You've got Kemma Marlow, Fusatua, and Parsi. So, I mean, Parsi there uh, playing to prop off the bench probably doesn't help Katoa too much. But given there's just complete lack of forward depth um, 
yeah, I mean, I can see good things for, for Katoa going forward. And, and it was really only that um, one down game against the Rabbits where he was carrying that ankle injury that ultimately saw him out for a couple of weeks where he, he didn't look at his best. But um, I reckon that's a fantastic hold. Uh, interested to see whether you play him week to week uh, if you need to. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't uh, say there's, there's much wrong with that. Oh, no. I've, uh, uh, for me, I've got um, current reserves of Ponga, Cody Walker, Nat Butcher, and Harry Grant. So, um, yeah, I've, I've I probably won't play him, but um, if he if he was one, had to be one of my reserves, I, I don't think I'd have an issue with it. Like you said, his lowest score was the twenty seven against South with the injury. He had a thirty four against Penrith, but he's knocked up everything apart from that's been over fifty. He's had two fifty scores and then two eighty scores. So. Um, He's a relatively safe play. Yeah, so then I really like it. And the fact he's um, been named in the starting side as well, he's straight back in there. So obviously coach has a, or the new coach, has a lot of faith in him. Uh, so, yeah, well done to Ellie. Uh, the other one I've got, they're not returns, but the interesting ones here, a um, couple of potential, well, they're, they're quite super coach relevant here, but uh, Bo Firma, very popular cheapy option from last week. He was named in the centres, probably scored about two points up until his last-minute try, which uh, definitely helped. He's been named in the second row, Bryce Cartwright, see you later. Uh, and Toby Rudolph to lock. Uh, probably more interested in Firma there. I think that opens him up, especially what we saw from him in that debut game. He was, he was pretty handy there. Um, we'll get into him a bit later, but Toby Rudolph to lock. Is there much to like there? I don't know if you're still carrying him. Uh, yeah, I'm still carrying him as well. Um, he, I, I, I like him there. He he gets on and he has a dig and um, gets involved. So I I think he's um, obviously I, I don't think he's going to be a play, and I'd I'd probably take Katoa over him. But um, yeah, he's he's again he's perfectly fine. Um, if if you wanted to put him in, like if if you look at his PPM throughout the games, that were he was going at a point a minute versus South, one point two versus Melbourne, one versus Tigers, one point one versus North Queensland, one point two versus Dragons, one versus Bulldogs, zero point nine versus Manly, one point two versus Gold Coast, and zero point eight versus Penrith. So his points per minute are up there. So if he can jag, which you'd expect from a starting lock, at least sixty odd minutes. There's potential there for a 55 to 60 score from him. So um, he's another one that if I had to play, um, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. Mate, I reckon Supercoach Talk listeners have just had to check what pod they're listening to because some of the stats you're rattling off at the ready as well. They are not used to this kind of professionalism. I've got to tell you, Guy. Um, you need a few more cans under your belt, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The problem is I'm not on the runs. I've... I had some mates over last weekend, and one of them brought some Canadian clubs, and um, he d- he didn't finish them. He didn't take them home, so me rum's all gone. So I'm drinking that. It tastes like lolly water, but anyway. Oh, that is rather fancy, mate. It is. Uh, I mean, it's Tuesday, so you got to take it easy on those sort of light drinks. So <laughs> I like that. What a good guest, though. Doesn't bring the or doesn't take the the drinks home with him. Get yeah, around that. Hey, look, mate, it's good etiquette that one. 
the other one here I've got in the highlights for the ins, uh, or the changes in this case, is Saliva Havili coming into the nine jersey, replacing Josh Hodgson, who's unfortunately gone for the year. Uh, Tom Starling into the bench as reserve hooker. Do you like Havili as an option at all? I know he's, uh, he's dual and he was sort of relevant, I think, last start of last year, maybe the year before, uh, where he was coming on for a similar role while Hodgson was out. 330-odd K, break-even of 44, but I don't know. Is there much upside here? Um, not unless you've got, say, if, if you've, I'd, I'd rather pay the extra um, money and bring in like a Nat Butcher um, player. Um, and everyone should have at least uh, their starting three locked in now. And then if you've got a fourth one, well and good, and then Butcher. I'd, if you want to cash grab, if you need a cash grab, he'll de- he'll definitely make money. But, um, yeah, there's better options than him. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's run through quickly the casualty ward, and it's uh, getting longer by the day. Even today we're just uh, finding more and more people on this list. So I'll rattle off a few names here. Uh, Valentine Holmes, 8 to 10 weeks, syndesmosis. I had surgery on that one today. Uh, yeah, that basically sums up the Cowboys' year. We had have a million-dollar player in Michael Morgan on the bench dealing with a shoulder injury that won't go away. Now we've got Val Holmes uh, pushed out to the wing, does his ankle again, and now gone for... Well, 10 weeks is, is basically nearly the season. So, yeah, not uh, not the best buy, but uh, 2021, here we come. Uh, for the Rabbits, Campbell Graham, two to three weeks with a facial fracture uh, from old karate kicker uh, Josh Reynolds. That is an unfortunate one. Liam Knight, unfortunate as well, three to five weeks with a ligament strain that he did in the warm-up. So we watching last week the amount of warm-up injuries we had. Tom Eisenhuth for your boys. Um Brett Morris up there in Townsville does the groin. Like, should coaches be wary now? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's it's just a little bit of bad luck as well. Um, there's there's always going to be injuries. I've always said like the players are, and I get it's that they're faster, stronger, and that. But um, your your ligaments and tendons don't really grow just because you do weights and these guys are all bigger than what their natural body sizes should be. So there's always going to be injuries. Um, so there's not really much you can do about it. Just unlucky if you cop them. Oh, I'd love to see an NRL physio, if you ever get him back on, maybe ask like Brett Morris sort of sat on the, the plane to Townsville. They were delayed, all that sort of business. Is Are they likely to injure themselves going full pelt in the warm-up if they've sat on a plane on the day? I don't know. Um, talking out of my ass as we do on this podcast a lot. But, um, Probably. Yeah, I'm, I wonder if, I'm, I wonder if there's a sign. Do hit him up and we'll see what happens. Oh, fantastic. Uh, other injuries, Jabrom, three to four weeks with a MCL injury. Uh, Daniel Saifidi, he was a popular buy a couple of weeks ago after a, a big try-scoring effort and one to two weeks with a PCL injury. Bit of an awkward one there. I wouldn't be selling him unless you're desperate for points in the front row. But um, it's just that awkward time. He might be back next week. He might not be. But uh, as a Saifidi, or if you did own Saifidi, would you be trading him on? Um, yeah, I think you, yeah, I think you need a um, you need some big scorers in there. And if you've got, say, Paddy Carrigan um, bouncing along at a 62 average, you shouldn't have sold him yet. I'd, I'd just bump him up into the second row, into the front row and see um, what second rower you can get for a decent price. 
I guess it's the year to use uh, to use trades liberally. We've got quite a lot of them, so yeah, maybe cool. Uh, season enders here. Uh, so Val Holmes, we mentioned, might be in that category, but um, uh, maybe not season for this guy. Alex Glenn, eight weeks with a knee injury, um, courtesy of a, a pretty rough tackle by Remus Smith. So that, that's what ended up doing it. Probably a bit more bad luck than anything, but um, poor Alex Glenn will see a couple of months on the sideline there. Uh, Josh Hodgson, we mentioned, is gone for the year, done his ACL. Horrible news for the Raiders, as well as Bailey Simonson, who... We sort of talked about on our SC report last week as being a guy that's fallen away uh, in, in quite a big way this year in terms of price and, and might have had a bit of uh, bit of love for him if he could jag a couple of tries. But uh, unfortunately, he's gone. Rapana will stand in for him. And then the other news, uh, big Charlie Staines. Uh, very weird one here. 2 a.m. checked himself into hospital with a bit of lockjaw, which apparently he's had uh, as a recurring injury for, for quite some time. Had all the boys around uh, afterwards. Yeah, stood him down for COVID-related reasons, though. Um, it, it's an insane year, but, yeah, I mean, a couple of boys at the place after a debut, it's pretty rough on the poor bloke, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's a bit like they're saying he didn't exceed the 10-person limit, but he had like 10 there at once where they're meant to only have groups of five or something. So if he'd split his family up and then his friends at a different time, it all would have been good. But, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time and he's just a kid. So, I mean, you need to be on top of it. Like in that, it should have been drilled into him. But, yeah, it's a, it's a bit rough on him, I reckon. It looked like, by judging on the guys on the sideline watching his uh, four-try effort against uh, Cronulla, like, he would have been turning the whole of his hometown away. Like, uh, they looked absolutely ready for a huge night. So, um, yeah, good luck trying to turn away the boys on the charge. But, uh, unfortunately, as you said, rules are there to be uh, to be followed and they've got to be extra careful in this, uh, this heightened COVID world that we live in. Let's do a quick rundown of the rest of the game by games. I think we've covered a lot of the highlights here. Uh, let's just start Roosters and Raiders, the Thursday night game. Grand final rematch, but, geez, these sides are struggling to field anything close to what their grand final team was. Um, anything else in there that we haven't covered? I mean, Joe Tarpane coming into lock and Kai O'Donnell shifting to the pine. Um, Tarpane is probably not too relevant for me this year, but a guy that I was really looking at coming back was Hudson Young. Uh, still getting the 80-minute spot there given the uh, lack of depth and all the injuries there. But um, a little disappointed as I am in, in his return. His, his points per minute is just horrible. Yeah, I just – so many – There's again, there's just so many um, forwards in that team. It's hard for them to um, get a fair shake of it, I guess. Um, yeah, I'd yeah, – I'd, he was talked up a fair bit, but like you said, it's he has he hasn't been that impressive. Or he's been a bit off, and I don't know this the way that um the Roosters spread the ball side to side and the speed they play. I think he might be missing out on some work up the middle too. So yeah, I wouldn't want him. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yep. Uh, opposition this week, the Roosters uh, mentioned off the top. Ryan Hall uh, gone to the extended reserves. That's a, that's a dagger. I think Will phones him as well. Um, Basically sums up where the poor guy's season is at. Bimo's back onto the wing there. Ikevala retaining his spot, which is good to see. Surely, I was, I was wondering, like, five tries, there's got to be no one that's ever been dropped in the history of rugby league that scored five tries in a game, uh, unless it's injury-related. But uh, <laughs> good on the bloke for holding his spot down. Unfortunately, it was against my side, but less said about that, the better. Boyd Cordner comes back from an HIA. Mitch Orbo, Orbo Gunn, back to the bench. And Farmer who scored a try last week, back to the reserves. Uh, nothing much else doing for them there. Your boys, this is a scary one. For a, I do not own a single person in this game. Storm versus Titans up at Sunny Coast Stadium. Uh, yeah, talk me through your Storm returns because this could be a bloodbath. Uh, they get back, uh, I think Munster's back in. They get back um, Kafusi, who uh, we missed a lot um, on that that edge. I think they, um, I, I think he's he's a bit underrated. He he's a solid player, even though it doesn't come back in um, Super Coach returns. But he he adds a lot to that Storm team. We do miss Jesse Bromwich a bit, and Brennan Smith starts at prop for him. Means uh, Cam Smith's back at uh, hooker, and he, I, I think he could have a big game too. He loves playing the Titans. Um, and then we get uh, Lewis is in, and so's Steve, and they he, they replace Hines and Schnoing on the bench. So um, <laughs> definitely, it's definitely not um, Storm at full strength, but they should be too good for the Titans. So. Um, those players, I, I think, if you own um, if you own Pappenhausen, I probably wouldn't be trading him to um, Teddy this week. I'd, I'd be trying to do whoever else you've got next to him. He could have a big game. Munster, Jerome Hughes, Cam Smith, they they could all get some big scores. So, unfortunately. I don't think I can bring any of them in. I, I could bring in a one of the outside backs, but um, they're not they, they they're not reliable either. So I, I think I, I won't have anyone from the storm either, and that's scaring me too. Oh boy! At least you got the NRL side to uh, to go strong for you. But um, yeah, we'll probably get into some of the storm outside backs. I know they've been talked about a little bit um, into this week, and they've got quite a good run coming up. So there'll be an interesting play, but a risky one for the Titans. Uh, we mentioned off the top, Bo Firma, the very popular bottom dollar second row forward cheapie. He's been named in the number eleven jersey, pushing big Bryce Cartwright completely out of the side. So who'd have thunk it? But he is gone. Uh, Kelly and Philip Sammy return as well for them, which should steal their back line up a little bit there. 
Uh, helps not having to play a billion second row forwards in your centres. Uh, well done. Uh, Sam Stone as well out of the team. So not overly super coach relevant there. Sam Stone was like 450K, shockingly. But, yeah, uh, yeah look, <laughs> looking at that Titan side, uh, in terms of class, they're very much outmatched across the park there. And no one I'm, I'm really loving from them. Uh, Bo Firma, obviously the big one for this week. But um, sneaky one there, Oaki Fodawaker. I've really liked his work so far this year. I think he's finally uh, clicked into gear, obviously given quite a lot of responsibility there. Um, probably not spoken about too heavily, given some decent front row forward options this year. Only 3% owned, but has been knocking out the numbers. Um, I like. I really like watching this guy play. Yeah, no, he's and he, he's wholehearted too. He, he does everything hard and fast. He's, um, yeah, he's someone, of, and we've, I've discussed, him before I just I mean I, I I don't ever like playing more than two front rowers so by the end of the year I generally have two um NPRs people who won't even see a game sitting in my front row on the bench and then I've got Payne Haas and someone else and and I don't think like I said I'd probably prefer even prefer Carrigan up there over the top of someone like Fodawaka so Again, he's not not a bad point of difference, and like you said, he's been putting up some pretty good scores. But um, I just think there's better options. So if you've if you've got him, you can probably run him as a pod. But like I said, for me, I've always um, had my best finishes uh, only running the two, the minimum two in the front row. Good call. Uh, someone on Twitter mentioned Tyrone Peachy as a potential option. He's named on the, the interchange and he's going to probably stick at that role. You just don't know with this guy what his, uh, where his spot will be and where, how he's going to play on a week-to-week basis, but uh, would be avoiding that one if you are thinking about it. On Friday night, the 8pm game, Tigers and the Broncos at Leichhardt. So for the Tigers, a bit of movement here. We mentioned uh, Billy Walters coming in for Luke Brooks, who's been pushed back to the bench. Josh Reynolds suspended for them. So interesting halves combination there. Tommy Talau returns from that hammy injury in place of Reese Hoffman, who's I think on the top of the or in the top ten trades at the moment. So might have to reverse on that one. Big Rusty Packer returns at prop with Oliver Clark dropped to the reserves. Interested to see how Rusty goes after that pretty uh, inauspicious game he had on return. Sam McIntyre and Chris McQueen join the bench and Cheekham and Taylor drop out. So uh, interesting one. I've got David Norfoluma, obviously the, the highlight of that Tigers side at the moment. Uh, can you see a big game coming from here? Because I'm, I'm sort of wondering if he's playing against a pretty weakened Broncos edge and you just watch him as a non-owner. It's a very tough watch week to week, the way he can bounce away from tackles and stuff. Um, if you were to be a betting man, where do you see Norfolk scoring this week? Um, anywhere between uh, 80 to 90. I'll, I'll keep it to a um, 10. So I think he'll have a big game just because, like I said, the Broncos might be in some trouble injury-wise. But um, I've, I've also pointed this out on our pod, so if any of your listeners don't listen to us, um, if, if you actually look at Nofo, it's interesting. He um, He's a bit... He's a bit of a um, a bully. He, he he played against the Dragons and got a hundred and nine. Um, Newcastle he scored a fifty nine, which was was decent against a pretty strongish side. 
Um, then he had an 88 versus Sharks who were pretty terrible early. A 96 against the Gold Coast. He, he hit a 49 against Canberra, which you're pretty happy with, but not the sight heights he saw earlier. 78 versus North Queensland, 116 versus the Bulldogs, a 40 against Penrith, and then a 63 against South, which, again, is passable. But you look at those harder teams, the Canberra, the Penrith, um, he, he, he only got 49 and 40. So if you're bringing him in at the top price range, um, you're running a bit of a risk because... Well, he has the Broncos this week. He then has Para, then New Zealand, Newcastle, Bulldogs, Roosters, Penrith, Manly, South Melbourne, Para to finish. So that's a pretty tough run he's got at the end. And um, if he sticks to the form he's shown before against those tougher teams, he might struggle. And I'm not saying it's based on him. I, I did say um, when I watched the Penrith game, those better defensive teams are putting a lot more pressure on their halves and they're not getting as clean ball to him. So as they're rushing in from the edges, he's not getting that ball. He doesn't have enough room to wind up. So, um, yeah, it, it might be an issue if you carry him towards the, the back end of that season, like especially those last two games, Melbourne, Para, even Manly should be back to full strength by around 17, and they're, they're pretty stingy when they're at full strength. So um, it's a pretty tough run home for him. So he might be someone, if I had him, I'd probably play him the next four or five weeks and then think about trading him out. Well, that's an interesting one because I'm actually looking at bringing this guy in. Uh, I've got to move on Latrell, uh, who's obviously out for a couple of weeks and just been an absolute spud over the last three weeks or so. So I was looking at a guy that I can just basically lock in every week. I know he's got a... Well, he, he has gone pretty quiet against some of the big-name defensive sides that you've got there, but I think the work he gets done, maybe even despite a lack of quality ball as well, uh, the one thing I really like from him is that he comes in looking for work no matter what. Um, so even look, it gets the Raiders where he got, yeah, I think he got a, he's still got a line break against him, uh, six busts. Like, he's a very tough watch as a non-owner. I just like that as a centre wing, uh, just to be able to lock him in and know you're going to bank at 50 or, or thereabouts. Um, I've been dealing in, with guys like Bradman Best and, and a few others that are more like match-up plays, but I feel like Norfoluma in, in a way is sort of match-up proof. I know he'll, as you said, co- um, get the odd 40 or, or 50 or thereabouts and not go large, but um, geez, when he's on, he really is on. I know you said he's a bit of a bully, but um, Broncos, Warriors, Bulldogs within the next month. As you said, that's a really good good run. Uh, so I reckon I'm, I'm more than happy to bring him in uh, just based on that uh, here and then maybe reassess at the back end of the year. But um, I, I hate watching this guy without owning him. Um, I know he's had a couple of down weeks, and that's probably why I'm jumping on, just thinking it's it's due. But, yeah, he's um, – in terms of players, I just cannot watch sometimes. I just turn it off when he, when he looks in form. He is absolutely top of that list. Oh, and, and uh, uh, just, yeah, I, and I understand that too. Just someone who I'd probably think about before him, if you could chuck in the extra bit of money, would be. And I mean, he's been going all right this year. He, he could also slow down, but even Brett Morris, like. Their run coming up, Canberra who were injured, New Zealand, Gold Coast, Dragons, then Melbourne, Tigers, Broncos, Canberra, New Zealand, Sharks and Souths. Like, I'm actually hoping he has a bad, a bad game soon and um, drops a bit in price. But uh, he, he's <laughs> he could potentially end up as a uh, 
$800,000 player too. He's He's got a 72 break even, which is pretty big, but mate, he's been scoring some big scores as well. So he, he's probably someone I'd prefer over Nofo to tell you the truth. Oh, just imagine if he played us last week as well up in uh, up at Townsville. Matikavalu puts five on. What the hell would Brett Morris have done? Uh, I mean, yeah, not a, not a bad shout. I mean, looking at him, and it's just the optics of it. Like the guy is seven hundred years old. He should not be doing the things he's doing out there. Um, but I look at back at his first three rounds, and I mean, uh, the Roosters were struggling at this point here. That had a big um, big off season traveling over to the UK and all that. But um, without his a try, and he's got a try every round since round four. He's got 26, 55, and 26. Um, obviously coinciding, as we said, with um, with the Roosters down sort of period there. But um, you just worry if you do pull the trigger on him that this week's going to be the, the week that he, he uh, goes a little sour. But as you said, the Roosters have got an incredible run. Yeah, and, the, uh, and they're yeah. running up points, mate. They're not... They're not getting to like a 16-point lead and then getting into the grind, which is what Melbourne do a lot. These these guys are like putting their foot on your throat and wanting to crush you. So um, I, I get he needs those um, the, the tries to get a big score, but the way they're playing, I, I reckon he's nearly a shout to score. I reckon out of from what the next he's got eleven games left. I reckon he's going to get at least nine tries, probably more. Yeah, that's a fair call. Just don't do too many vigorous groin strains in the uh, in the warm up. <laughs> Keep it under wraps. Get them hands on time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through the last couple of games before we launch a bit more into trades. Uh, Dragons and the Bulldogs at Wynn Stadium. Uh, Arvo game here, 3 o'clock. For the Dragons, only change here, Jason Saab coming in for Jordan Pereira, who I thought was okay last week against Manly, so keeping aside as is. Um, only interesting one there for me is Cam McInnes, so still keeping that lock spot with uh, Tarek Sims, shockingly stringing two games together. But uh, last week got the spell, I think his first of the year. Did that, uh, I'm not sure if you own him, but would that be alarm bells in a way for you seeing how they played him last week? Uh, yeah, and I had him rated pretty highly, um, probably as a third, op- your third locking option. But um, if they're going to be doing that with him from lock, um, I'd definitely be leaning someone like Crichton. And I think Wolf jumped on him too, and uh, we just we discussed it beforehand. Um, and I didn't mind the move, but um, I didn't think they'd arrest him. Honestly, I think being the captain, and so, I thought they might have played him for eighty, even maybe gave um, Hunt a bit of a breather, but wasn't to be. So yeah, I I can sit, see see how he goes this week, and if it looks like. This is the way forward for the Dragons. I'd consider trading him out. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Maybe it was the fact the game was sort of in hand quite early. Um, and I know there was some rumblings about whether he was injured or not heading into that game as well. So I'm not sure what that injury was. Uh, Stilesy, our mailman for SC Talk, was a bit unclear as well. So, yeah, it might be that he's carrying a niggle or so and they're just monitoring him. But, um, yeah, the price tag and some of the... the as you said, the Crichtons and the like, the Maddows around him for similar price that are doing the work they are. You can't be uh, copping too many games like that. But, um, yeah, we'll see how he goes this week. For the Dogs, uh, brand new coach, so who knows what's going to happen here. Steve Georgialis. I feel like he's, he was there 
a while ago, but uh, yeah, he, um, he was Penrith, that's the one. He's uh, found his way to interim coach of the Dogs, basically a poison chalice if I've ever heard of one. The only change for them, or a couple of ones here, Lachlan Lewis comes into the halves in place of Brandon Wakeham. Nick Meany switches to fullback with DWZ back to the wing, probably where he belongs. Carrot Holland, defensive stalwart, starts at centre for the suspended Rima Smith. JMK, Marshall King, is back to starting hooker. And Sione Katoa uh, of Bulldogs fame uh, returns to the bench. So in terms of super coach, that's a pretty pretty much a black hole. Yeah, I'd I'd stay away from the Bulldogs. I don't think the change of coach is going to do anything. And I'm also like, I'm not as down on Brett Payers, uh, Dean Payers, what a lot of people are. I think he got handed, like he obviously got handed a, a tough roster and um, people are saying he had two and a half years, he should have done better. But I, I don't know which is what the Bulldogs' problem is. It's in their halves and probably hooker. And I don't know a half or a hooker that was decent enough that you'd overpay to go and turn a team around in, in those two and a half years. So it's all right to say turn a team around, but without the cattle out there to go and buy, and obviously the dogs have to overpay um, someone and it has to be a half, but you're not going to overpay like some just nutty half that's not going to do the job. You want a top quality half that's coming off contract. So um. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's been a bit rough on him. His his um credentials are pretty good. Like he coached the uh, New South Wales junior side, um was unbeaten. So he can definitely coach, and I think he cops a bit of um flack there. So I, I th- I'm on a bit of an island on that one. But so um, that's just my opinion on it. No, it's a it's a fair point because uh, in we have a little side WhatsApp chat here with um, Joe Fitz, Surge Buster, as he's known on Twitter, I think, and he's a he's a mad Bulldogs fan, and um, yeah, we just said you know you're popping the champagne now that Pay's gone, and he said it's sort of a bit sad. Blake was never given the tools to succeed, even if he wasn't much up to the task. The issue runs much deeper at the club, and I think if you look at the way that Des Hasler left the club, it, like even you know Super Coach Hasler, he was dealing with guys like um, you know on eight hundred k as prop forwards. Greg Eastwood is the one I'm thinking of there. Um, just the whole roster management just seemed completely overblown, and and they're still sort of cleaning up that mess. They're so forward heavy. Uh, obviously, before Harawira and Naira was. Um, caught doing what he was doing at the schools, like they, they just had a billion and one second row forwards and no one that could steer them around, yeah, uh, particularly yeah. without war. Yeah, and I think that's, um, that's the steering around and obviously you need to stick with some of the forwards. That's a criticism, criticism I'd give him. He swapped them in and out. I, I won't criticise him for um, letting that uh, young second row go to England. Can't remember his name at the minute, but he... We were talking him up as uh, Reese, big Reese Martin. Yeah, Reese Martin. Um, I think people get clouded by some judgment here of Super Coach scores. Like if you watched him, his defence was horrible. So, and I've I've said this before too. I like I like the um, the Tohu Harrises, um, the guys who can defend on the edge and don't put pressure on your outside back. So. He couldn't do that and pay likes those defensive sort of back rowers. And as I said, I think the big issue is they didn't have the right halves to steer him around. So unlucky to him, but hopefully he gets another shot at the club in the future. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, who would want to go there as a as a coach? No, they're probably going to end up with a rookie or, or Trent Barrett's in in the news today, and looks to be firming up there. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if you, I wouldn't be willing to dive in there to be a, yeah, very much a poison chalice. So yeah, not, good. Yeah, not unless those back ended contracts are down. Like that even killed Manly for a while. Sure, they had that gun team, they won a premiership, but the cost of that. Um, just remain pretty large on that club as well. And they're still sort of paying to it for a degree. Um, they've got a, a good um, starting pack, but outside that, the debts, rookies and young, and even their outside backs are all young. So you've got like the turbos and that, and the pack's good. But even Joel Thompson's leaving. So it's, it's a tough one, mate. Like those back-ended contracts, I think, catch up to you eventually. Oh, they certainly have at the Dogs. It has not been a good couple of years for them, but um, oh, no, they do finish the season pretty handily, so maybe the new coach will spur something on there. 5.30pm game, Rabbitohs end the Knights at Bankwest Stadium here. So big news, obviously, Latrell Mitchell gone for the Bunnies there, uh, like a painful one as an owner there. He, I think, got about 25 or so points in the space of a you know one play last week but outside of that the guy just parks himself behind the ruck does not want to get involved even when he's belting players faces off uh, you'd think that might spur him into action but I don't think you own him but I do and it's it's been a very easy call to make despite the cash loss this week see you later Latrell replaced by AJ Alex Johnson at the fullback role and a couple of um well, not rookie. Well, one's a rookie. One was a supercoach disaster from last year. Jackson Paulo, Jackson with an X, very exotic, comes onto the wing there, as well as Corey Allen. <laughs> very, I'm sure, very well remembered from his uh, season that went absolutely nowhere. I think he made a grand total of about negative $500 probably all of last year. Anything exciting there in that back line for you? Um, no, not really. I've, I, I have Mitchell as well and, um, of of yeah, I'm I'm doing the same, but I I think I'm looking at Christian Crichton. Um, I've got Cody Walker, and I don't. He he's a roller coaster too. Like he got a sixty seven, which was decent, but he looked like doing nothing till he got that try. Same as last week, he somehow managed to get some late junk. He's so scary to own. I I, I think I'm just going to um. Walking through one more week, and then probably probably try and get up to um, Munster the week after. I don't think I can handle too much more of having him in my side. So um, the only yeah, the, not much from either of those teams. I'll probably have to hang on to Ponga. Cooks Cooks um, looking pretty good at the minute, but who knows with uh, the, that some of those injuries to the forwards like. Liam Knight was okay, but even now they've got to go further down the depth chart. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get over the top of the Knights pack. Yeah, especially, I mean, the Knights have lost Saifidi, but um, they're definitely, that's their strong point over the last couple of weeks now that Ponga hasn't been firing and that sort of thing. It's their forwards. So, I mean, interesting one here for me for the Rabbitohs, James Roberts, um, yeah, he was, he was eased in off the bench there uh, by Wayne Bennett coming back in to first grade here. He's probably bottomed out, scored a try last week to help him to a 70-odd. But uh, I've been burned by this guy before, as I'm sure a lot of people are. Do you see much from him in this Rabbits back line? I know they've got a pretty tough run, but 
There's a lot of center wings below that 400K mark. He's one a lot of people have their eye on, but um, yeah, there's much to love. Uh, expect a 70 and a 16 the following week. He's all over the show. Um, just no consistency at all. And like, yeah, that scares me a bit too much. Like, I want to get rid of Katie Walker for no, for no, not being consistent enough. I'm not bringing another one in. Well, that's fair call. I mean, he's got to break even a seven. So, I mean, he'll make maybe one cash. If he gets a 16, he's making some cash. So, you never know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, buyer beware on that one there. Um, yeah, we'll get into Kalen Ponga shortly. We have these probably top trade out this week. But, um, yeah, nothing much else doing. Jacob Safidi comes into prop for the Knights there. Mitch Barnett back, Sione Matatia. And Connor Watson all on the bench, so they'll be eased in. Could have a, a few cash drops for them over the coming weeks. We'll see how that plays out. Manly and Para should be a good one here at Lotto Land. 7.30 game on Saturday. Uh, for Manly, not much they can do here given some of the injuries they've got. Paseca comes in at prop with Corey Waddell coming in off the bench in the place of Morgan Boyle. So they were pretty poor last week. Uh, the only one you'd probably feed in this would be Marty Tapao. I know he was a – I think Wilf brought him in last week and he ended up with a 69, Lil. And DCE, uh, those two are probably the only ones overly super coach relevant. But uh, either of them tickling your fancy? Um, I tossed up Daily Cherry Evans um, last week, but I, I, I don't mind him. In his, his last four games is pretty good, but, I mean – with, with Cleary and even Johnson, I'd, I'd much I feel a bit safer with those guys. And once um, Turbo's back, I think Daily Cherry even starts losing some of those um, assists and stuff like that because Turbo takes them more. So whatever he's out, he might be a bit of a safe play, but especially with the goal kicking. But oh no, sorry, he's not even goal kicking anymore. So. <laughs> um, try assists and the kick, uh, forced dropouts, he's good at those. But as soon as Turbo's back, I'd probably trade him out. I thought he was going massive last week. If you saw the opening part of that game, uh, Manly were all over the Dragons. Cherry Evans, um, I think it was Joel Thompson, maybe Siren, and he put over close to the line and it looked like he could go ballistic. But then he threw an intercept to Lomax and it just basically all fell apart from there so he made a bit of cash and all that but um given the way manly look like they're playing and some of the forwards he's got to play behind he's a he's a risky one uh i don't mind it but there's yeah it's a fairly congested half spot especially with um the likes you know cameron munster coming back at five eight if you can make a play for him and and that's a uh, interesting one i think marty to on the other hand did his job Pretty well in the absence of Fanua Blake, uh, but obviously AFB's coming back next week as well. So Tapao will probably drop back in in minutes again as he as he tends to do. But uh, but yeah, he at least did his job last week. Made a bit of cash, break even a twenty eight. So I mean, still worth a, a shot this week if you need someone in your front row. But um, outside of uh, the weeks or well, the weeks with AFB, he hasn't had much to write home about. So could be a risky play longer term. Uh, Sunday's first game, 2pm. We're back to the regular afternoon ones here. Warriors and the Sharks at Central Coast Stadium. So Warriors here, they had, it was a tough old slog out against the Titans. They'll be, uh, they probably should have won that one. Cody Nicarima back from a head knock. He's been out, uh, well, he played about two minutes, uh, the other week, missed last week. He's back pushing Harris DeVita into the reserves along with Jack Murchie. 
And obviously, Murchie is replaced by Eli Katoa, who we mentioned at the top. Uh, great shout if you've held on to him. For the Sharkies, uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo comes back from a knee injury to take Nene McDonald's spot. So Nene had a brief return into the NRL for his 17th club. Well done to Nene. He's back. Uh, Toby Rudolph switches to lock. We mentioned that could open up a few uh, extra bit of base points for him and extra minutes. Jack Williams dropped right out. Uh, he's fallen away. He was probably a shout at the start of the year, but has not kicked on at all. Andrew Fafida misses out with a hamstring complaint. No surprises there. And Scott Sorensen and Connor Tracy shift onto the interchange. Um, big one for me here, Sione Katoa for the Sharks. Um, pretty handy run over the last month or so. Some big scores there, but last week basically non-existent and was spelled for part of that game. Uh, weird, weird play. Yeah, um, Again, he's one of those high upside guys, but needs the uh, attacking stats. And I, I think what killed him was um, Nakora's big game. He's another interesting player for the Sharks for me. Um, not so much if you like Katoa on the outside because he can be a bit of a ball hog, but at 443k, he looks to get back into it. He's got a 23 break even. And um, his last two scores haven't been too bad, uh, um, 80 and 58. So he looks to be getting back into it a bit. Sharks have still got a pretty decent run coming up. So he might be um, a nice option too. Yeah, geez, he, he's fallen away a fair bit. And when he doesn't score tries, it's a, yeah, it's a horrible sort of run. So, I mean, I'd, I'd probably only be getting him with a, you know, a draft side or something like that. But I don't know, they've, they've had a reasonably uh tough run uh, over the last couple of months or so so you never know you're sort of buying him on the on the down which i don't mind but um yeah he's, he's similar to a cody walker he doesn't do a lot out there so you, you rely on those one or two big plays but, uh, no fair shout last game of the round yes yeah, it's going to be a very tough watch given what the panthers did last week panthers coming up against the cowboys at four o'clock at penrith stadium cowboys traveling down on the day which has not worked out very well for them so far this year it would be a tough one for the panthers charlie stains the big out there so started his career with four try effort and then had too many friends over the night after uh, he's gone, Dean Vare takes his spot and Brent Naden goes back to the wing. So they were pretty damn good uh, during the week. The only risk there or the concern for me is the likes of uh, Isaiah Yo, who I own, uh, Appy Coruscant, and even Billy Kickow, if you do own him, might get a spell if this game sort of goes into 50-plus uh, territory, which it's every chance of. Uh, they did get a spell last week with the, the game sort of wrapped up. But, um, yeah, they're, they're sort of the big super coach relevance for me. Nathan Cleary, I guess you've got to own him for this sort of game, don't you? Yeah. Um, I mean, 74 average, you, you, you'd nearly have to just have him against anyone. Obviously, if you've got him, he's a play. Um, but, yeah, this could be a game he goes pretty big. Flora that will be boosted because of the kick and, and the way the Cowboys are playing, that's – not great. They they should be they should be able to put some tries on. Yeah, you've even got Jerome Luai there, who Mister Sixth place himself. Nick Kirkup has been running as his five eighth. Uh, he's got some nuffy from the Broncos uh, 
uh, on the reserves there at 5'8". So he's been running Jerome Lulay for about two months now and it's been doing all right for him. So this is definitely a game where I can see a lot of people playing Lulay. It's late in the week and all that, but um, yeah, afternoon game against a, a pretty brittle Cowboys defensive line. Uh, if you own both Cleary and Luai, you're playing both of them. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, it's a, it's a tough wait and you, know, you don't like leaving too many players for this last game of the round, but geez, if a, if a pennies rack up a score and, and we've seen it on occasion, Luai sort of outpointed Cleary. He's been the last one to throw a pass and he gets the assist and that kind of thing. Uh, but either side, they've looked dangerous. So yeah, I'd be I'll, not too willing to leave Luai on your pine if you could. It's definitely it's a good play because sometimes you, you might have a second row or front row forward who will bank you, you know, 50 or 60 and you're playing as a reserve. But you know, it's hard to see Luai not nudging that, if not more, this week. Yeah, yeah. it's he, he, he's, And he's a, he's a ball runner too. Um, and like Cody, against these sides who's defensive, um, lines break down and just through fatigue or poor um communication, he's he he'll he'll be looking to run this week and he he should go pretty large, I reckon. Let's look at my boys, the Cowboys. Uh, a couple of injury concerns. Obviously, Val Holmes uh, is now out for basically the season. Juzzy O'Neill comes onto the wing for him. Uh, Scott Drinkwater thought he might have been dropped for poor form, but apparently it's an MCL injury that he picked up last week. He's replaced by Mitch Dunn. So sticking a second rower at 5'8", that will do the job. Well done. Uh, who else we got? Days- oh, this is going to be a struggle. Dejan Arcee. ASI comes into the the bench. Um, not even a lot of Cowboys fans know much about this guy. He's a, a backline player, so I'm not sure what role he'll play. But another, uh, yeah, cheapy option coming in there. Uh, Hamazo retains his fullback spot. Yeah, it's uh, not, not not filled with confidence with this side. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see. Stranger things have happened. But Mate, uh, yeah, I, I started with that Lemuelu. Yep, that's good uh, enough. Yeah, so if he could uh, jag a try for me at some stage in the next 80 minutes of his footy career, that would be good. <laughs> I don't think he gets points for uh, craning his neck to watch conversions go over his head, but uh, he did. I reckon the whole Cowboys side, you'd get him in. All righty, we, we've talked through Team List Tuesday. It's been a, a pretty interesting one. Let's quickly go through to close out some of the trade-in and trade-out targets for this week. We've just got the top 10 up here. Uh, before we do, I thought we'd just mention briefly some of the sides. We've talked about them having incredible runs. Panthers, Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Raiders, Storm, Titans, Broncos, Knights, Bulldogs, Roosters, Raiders, Warriors, Titans, and Dragons. And finally, the Eels. Uh, they've got Manly, the Tigers, the Dogs, and the Sharks. It's probably jumbled them all together. Sorry for that one. But, uh, yeah, Panthers, Storm, Roosters, Eels, they are the ones that you want to target. And it looks like looking at these lists here, that's what people have done. So let's go through the top one. Number one traded in player this week is Bo Fermel from the Titans. So we mentioned him. He's cut price, second row forward. Uh, people are still chasing cash rather than going the genuine nuffs. Is that a strategy you'd agree with? Um, I'd say so. If uh, just looking at a few teams, there's still like there's still eleven rounds to go. So if if you and some of these guys have been underperforming. So like your Cody Walkers, who's five hundred nineteen, 
that's an area that's a bit how you're going. Latrell Mitchell's at 457, so you need um, some cash to boost him. So even you bring this, um, you bring Bo in, he's got a break even to 57. He plays another one or two games till Proctor gets back or whatever. And then um, trade him out again. Every, every little bit will matter there at the end. So I, I did touch on this with Wilf last week. I think it's still viable to bring in um, some cows. Oh, fair call. Uh, yeah, I think I'm bringing him in this week just to uh, free up some cash. And um, even if you do have to trade him out and he's only made, you know, the old 70K or so, there's plenty of nuffs to go around. So if we need to make that trade, if he's parking himself on the bench for 10 minutes a game or something, you need to get rid of him uh, by all means. But, um, yeah, fair bit of upside there, so I can't argue too much with that one. Uh, number two is an interesting one here, Stephen Crichton. So had a big game last week, I think about 110 or so, two or three tries. Uh very good run coming up. He's one of the Panthers players we talked about. Uh, yeah, 430-odd K. You're definitely buying him at the top end. Um, would you almost splash a bit more cash for someone like a BMOS, as we've said, or Norfoluma, maybe even a Mansour, who's not on this top 10 list? Uh, oh, it all depends on how much money you've got like in the bank. Like I said, if you don't have Nat Butcher, I honestly feel while he's playing lock, he's nearly... He could nearly reach that keeper territory if he gets the minutes he did last week. Um, I don't mind Stephen Crichton at um, 4.32, mainly because um, Penrith are attacking that left edge and he does not look to pass at all. So if I was a Mansour owner, I'd be pretty nervous with Crichton inside of him. Break even a 33 with this 100. He's going to have some nice rises. I reckon he'll get up at like possibly up to that 570, 580K. I think if he um, has another big game in him, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm on board with that. I don't mind that one. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his um, winger counterpart, Josh Mansell, he's dropped cash last week, 93 break even, just under 500K. Uh, yeah, very quiet little run from him. He's been good without exploding, only the two tries all year. So, yeah, I mean, when the the floodgates are opening inside of him, he's not going to see much ball, um, particularly last week. You'd think in a 56-point towel up, the winger would get a, a bit more than 29. But, uh, yeah, Ansel could unfortunately be the odd one out uh, as much as I've got him in draft and whatever. But, um, yeah, fair, fair call on, on Crichton, who's only 60K or who is 60K cheaper. So interesting play. Number three. James Tedesco, uh, you and I have got him. We are sitting comfortably. Others are scrambling. As of, I think this was 6 p.m., they had about 3,000 people trading this guy in. It's probably more now. But uh, effectively, it's just breaking your side to get him in. We, we talked about it at the top. You've just, I guess, got to do it. Yeah. Um, it's, again, you all should have listened to me way back when COVID came back and got him then. If you didn't, yep. lucky. <laughs> nah, nah, I, I, hey, if, I, if I didn't have him, I think I'd be breaking uh, my team to try and get him into. Um, he's just, he's on a tear. Uh, I, like, uh, I, I even expected him to drop cash last week and he pumps out 178. So I don't, I don't see him going down too much. So you're going to have to fork out to get him. So you might as well just bite the bullet and do it now. Yep, agreed. Let's go. Some of the ones on this list that probably shouldn't be there. Charlie Staines was number six. Uh, he's not even named this week, so get rid of him. Do not trade that guy in. 
<laughs> Reese Hoffman for the Tigers. Uh, Talao's back, so Hoffman drops to the extendeds. So the 12.30 that have traded him in should uh, reverse that one. A uh, couple of interesting ones here. You'd think they'd have had their day by now, but Ryan Pappenhausen was number five and Zach Lomax number nine. So in the terms of the top ten trade-ins this week, uh, Pappy is... I know he's got the big run coming up, but uh, surely he this is trading him back in after getting rid of him a couple of weeks ago. Would you ever consider it? Um, I, I actually I considered it this week, but it means just mucking around, like like you said, trading guys in and out to have him. I had him at the start of the year, but got rid of him pretty, like when the COVID thing happened. I just think if, if it's... It, it, if your team's pretty solid elsewhere, I wouldn't mind doing it. And if Katoa's back, maybe you could run him in the team now that um, would strengthen up your 17. But if you can make your side stronger elsewhere, I don't, even with Pong's quiet weeks, I don't see the point of trading him out to Pappenhausen. Like I said, I thought about it, but it just really pushes those trades that you could be making to make your team stronger towards the end. And, yeah, it just didn't sit right. So if your team's killing it and you're like, God, don't have to fix anywhere at all, then and you have enough time for a luxury trade, then, yeah, that's I, I don't mind it if you've got that luxury trade. Yeah, and it is a definite luxury trade. You're basically Ponga's... 5K more expensive than him. So Ponga is just shedding cash uh, big time. A guy, though, that's not on the top 10 that I'd probably thought would be up there over Pappenhausen is is Dylan Edwards for the Panthers. So break even a 14. Um, had a massive game last week. Finally sort of clicked into gear as he's been looking to do uh, for a couple of years now. I thought it was probably his best game in first grade. The way he was chiming in uh, in that back line there and, and uh, inserting himself where he needed to, that was fantastic. Uh, as we said, Panthers are a team that's got a pretty good run as well, along with the Storm. But I don't know. I, uh, if I can go, I know I probably shouldn't given he's running sixth, but uh, Nick Kirkup did mention this guy as a possible option during the week in our little side WhatsApp chat. So we'll not confirm or deny whether he's going to go with him. But uh, we talk about the likes of Wilfred and Wenon having the kiss of death, but uh, the old Kirkup seal of approval could be the one to go with, and he gave it to Dylan Edwards this week. So. I, I, I honestly don't mind it. You look at his next game, and, like, the Cowboys are whipping boys, and then the Gold Coast probably are too. So he's got those two teams in his next game, and he's, like you said, that, um, what, a minus... Fourteen, 14 break even with that run plus he's got you know what I think it is I think it is it's still the perception of the storm being like that top benchmark side like from last year where they um they look to be a lot more attacking and this year they sort of get in front and then grind it out and I, I don't know why that is I, 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 I wish he'd change his lineup but um yeah, I think I, I don't mind it. I reckon that could actually be a shout, and I, I had I didn't even think about that myself personally. But yeah, Nick Nick's probably onto something there. No, it's uh, definitely one I've, I've looked at. Um, I know the trade down from Ponga. Um, it's just a tough one when he's you know the guy you're trading out's lost so much cash, and you know the whole cardinal rule about not trading out a fallen gun and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
that was the big thing last week with uh, Clint Gutherson, people trading Ponga to him basically at the same uh, price point, but one was going one direction, the other was going up. Ended up working out. Could be a similar story here with with Dylan Edwards. Um, personally, have too many other fires to put out and and points to make up elsewhere, so I'm sticking with Ponga. But um, no, I, I really love the the Edwards shout. Kind of reminds me of when and going for um, Matt Dufty a couple of weeks ago when he had a similar run, um, and that worked out for him. Not much else has, but um, yeah, Titans Cowboys. Uh, sorry, Cowboys Titans Manly coming up. That yeah, Mate. he could be. 100k and and yeah and I mean Gutho got pretty lucky with that late try assist, um, so he he wasn't really looking to do that much till then, um, so yeah I don't know I'd like and like you said Ponga he, he's not in great form but for someone who was averaging like seventy a game, um, and that the way Man's been playing hasn't helped him. Like Man's stepped up and he's done a fair bit, but um, yeah, you'd expect Ponga to sort of bounce back at some stage. Yeah, it's all we're all holding out hope for. Um, it just it's hurt not hurts not to own him, but uh, there's plenty of reasons to give him the flick. But now, if we've seen anything in this game, it's that those sort of trades can burn you. So absolute luxury if you can, but there are some handy options coming through. One that's probably or a couple just to finish off on the trade ins that I, I don't think are probably ones you want to make. So we mentioned just before Zach Lomax, he's uh, number nine on the trade list. You're definitely getting him at basically his peak point. He's had a very good run. A couple of handy try involvements last week and a couple of his own. But uh, is it almost the case you're just chasing last week's points? If you didn't own him for the cash grab, of which he's made 230k, is it just worth looking elsewhere? Because he's not, he'll have a down week. He'll he'll still, he's got a very high floor, which I like from him. But uh, I don't know, for 555k, are you sort of wasting money there given the peak he's at? Yeah, five fifty five. I'd probably try and bounce up to Nofo or even um, Morris, like we said. But you can't really argue with his run, his run of names just recently: eighty six, seventy one, seventy six, ninety nine. So he's a top. At the minute, he's a top four scorer and centre wing. I think so. Um, <laughs> personally, I wouldn't do it, but I, I think it's still. Um, for me, I like to see at least a year of consistency before I take a risk like this on them. But yep. um, I don't know. Maybe it's someone you bring in and he goes on a run. He's but I mean, you bring him in and he's got Bulldog Shark South or well and good. But then he runs into the Roosters and Para before he goes on a bit of an easier run again. So. If you do bring him in, I think you've, you'd nearly have to hold him throughout the rest of the year. There'd be no point selling him for the Roosters para and then bringing him back for Broncos, Gold Coast, North Queensland. So if you think he's going to be a keeper for the rest of the year, that's the only reason I'd buy him. Yeah, I mean, if he was in, you know, Panther Storm, Roosters, Eels, yes. But the side he's in, you know, they're going to have an off week. 
They've won a, they've been a bit better over the last couple of months, but um, yeah, he's not a guy that's going to bang out a ton against a weaker opposition. He's a, he will bring him a little closer to the pack, so probably would be advising against that as well as Tezi Nu just because of this injury cloud. So obviously he's a cheapie on the rise, got that fullback spot there for the Broncos, but um, yeah, just be I guess keeping an eye on that one. Only two hundred and forty-five k, so he's still within range, but um, yeah, there's a bit of a risk there. Yeah, um, again, um, oh, if if I was looking to still go for some cheapies, that the, the guys down there, like he, he only got points late, as did Coates in that game. So I, I, I don't mind taking the risk on Bo up in the second row, who's like base level price. But, yeah, probably not. I wouldn't be looking to go for it in the centres at the minute. At the at this point, I'd be trying to strengthen my centres as much as possible. All right, they're not up here, but uh, we did run a poll on the, the talk Twitter earlier this week. In terms of bottom, well, not bottom dollar, but below 400K centre wings, I've listed three options here who are not there. Adokar, James Roberts, Nick Kotrick. Uh, just quickly, which one out of those three would you go? Adokar, J- James Roberts and Nick Kotrick. Um, from the, I'd, <laughs> um, I'd probably have to risk it with Adokar with the Storms run. Yeah, I like Nick Kotrick. I don't know. I see um, he's be- bounced back a little bit after a bit of a lull midway through the year. We saw he can bounce off tackles uh, like there's no tomorrow. So I know he's got a tough run coming up, but um, you know, it's about time the Raiders sort of clicked into gear and, I don't know. I reckon Nick Kotrick can uh, can do that for them. So I know a few people looking at um, some of those fallen sort of gun players or they're probably not really guns, but, um, yeah, some value there. I don't know. I'll go Kotrick. See how we go. Uh, let's quickly run through the trade-outs. We talked about Kalen Ponga. Uh, probably don't need to go too further into him. Bradman Best, top of the list here, number one traded-out player. Um, I'm a bit stuck. He's 381Ks, shedded a heap of cash, but I almost need him for this week given some of the potential outs that we've got there. So, uh, yeah, I'm not holding much hope, but I might be playing this guy. Uh, would you be risking that? Um, I wouldn't be happy about it, but um, yeah, with, with um, the injury or potential injuries, it might be something you have to do if you don't have depth in your centre wing. Fair call. Scotty Drinkwater, number three on that trade-out list. Latrell Mitchell, they're both out. Uh, Tanoa Brown, I think his time's probably passed. He did pretty handily at the start of the year. His points per minute's just fallen away, um, as it tends to do with these younger sort of guys, but um, just shedding cash at the moment and needs to be passed on, as well as Fui Moana for the Dragons. I think he got 13 points last week. So you just, yeah, between him and Tanoa Brown, there's some guys there that you just need to get rid of. Um, so, yeah, no questions there. A couple ones on here that I probably don't agree with. Uh, three of them, in fact, Eli Katoa, Daniel Saifidi, and William Kikau. So seven, eight, and nine on the trade-out lists. Eli Katoa is coming back. I don't know what you're doing trading him out. He's got like a 30 break-even. Keep him in. Daniel Saifidi, we mentioned, has a, a week or two on the sidelines there. But, um, 
yeah, unless you're, you're desperate for points, um, you don't have anywhere else to fix up there. If you can't hang on to him, I can kind of see the merit there, but um, no, he looks a pretty handy option for the run home. But Billy Kicker, 441K, basically at the bottom of his um, his price range, he's got a fair few binning him. I don't know. I, I was actually looking the other way. Uh, a few people talking about him being brought in. Sometimes it's good to look at these, as you said, um, buying low. So Billy Kicker is probably number one in that regard. Is yeah. he a guy that should be on the other side of this list? Yeah, yeah like... You're pretty mad trading him out now. Like you said, his his price has dropped to probably just about as low as it's going to get. Um, and you're not buying him for those consistent scores. Like if if you got him in already, then I mean he he fronted up Para Melbourne South Tigers Sharks, so it's not like it's. Not the easiest run, but not the hardest either with those bottom three teams. But when you're, you're not trading him out when he's got North Queensland, Gold Coast, New Zealand, a busted Canberra and a busted Manly in the next five games. Like it, 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 even for just the three of them, the Cowboys, the Gold Coast and New Zealand, he's a shout of a try in any of those games. Yep, absolutely reverse that trade. That uh, that just screams. It looks like a lot of people trading that for Bo Firma, but um, surely you got someone else you can uh, you can downgrade there. So definitely trade him in. Uh, try, stop trading him out, I should say. Josh Hodgson, obviously last on the list. Surprised he had so many owners, but uh, he's number ten. No questions there. Um, that's probably where all we need to go through. It's been a big teamless Tuesday. A lot of trades. Uh, well, very interesting trade-in and trade-outs there. How about we close? Uh, I don't know if you've got your current trades, your captains up. So my captain for this week, I don't think anyone would begrudge this, but that uh, that young fullback for the Roosters, uh, Just, Justin Tedesco or something like that, I think he's, he's, due, he's due a big game. So I've uh, captained him this week. Uh, my trades, I'm getting rid of... Um, to Noah Brown, he's just shedding too much cash. And Latrell Mitchell, see you later, lateral. Uh, yeah, don't know why I ever brought you in, but uh, bringing in Bo Firma, cheapy, and Norfer. Although I am reconsidering it after some of the uh, the very good gear you gave on the pod. But for now, those are my trades this week. How about yourself? Um, I'm looking at, obviously, captaining um, Tedesco. It all depends on what my trades are. So I'm definitely looking at um, Lucy to Nat Butcher. I think um, Lucy might uh, jag some points, and he had decent base last game, but he's just so inconsistent, and I've just had enough of him. So I'm bringing Butcher in there, and then a little it'll either be Latrell to a Crichton or a, maybe someone with a bigger break even, maybe... Um, Eva at the Roosters try and get some another piece of that Roosters back line. But, um, I've, I've, yeah, so it'll be Mitchell down to someone. or uh, And if it's not him, it'll probably be – I've actually got Jamil Hopawade from way back in the day, and if he's on the bench, I need to get rid of him. So at the minute, I'm thinking it might be Lucy to Butcher, Hopawade to Fema, Firma. I'll carry um, Mitchell for one more week. Um, 
And even that, if I if I do that, it might even be worth um, vice captain and Tedesco in the event he might go off, and then captain and Cleary because I don't really have any other centre wings that'll play except for I've got Avarillo, Willie Army still, and Lemelu. So even if old Lemelu is the AE, then I would have had to have played him anyway. So that might be my go this week. No, I don't mind that. I got stung a little bit by DCing Teddy last week. So I had to do some shuffling and um, ended up pushing Zach Lomax out, which didn't help. I got Brab and Best instead. So it was about an 80-point turnaround. Um, It's made up for you like it is, yeah. Yeah, I said he was a straight captain last week and he's still a straight captain this week. But just looking at my team, if I, like, with – if I swapped out Mitchell to this Lemelu, then I'm not losing anything either way because I think he's going to be my AE any way you look at it. So it might, it's a free swing, really. Well, that's it. You just never know. It could get a head knock. Um, it is a crazy, unpredictable year. Uh, before we go, Bear, I thought we'd... Uh bring you in on our little best bets segment that we've got here. So we're trying to raise a bit of money for Movember. Uh, started a couple of weeks ago. We're just doing our best bets each week, uh, putting a bit of money aside into a little kitty here, see what it gets up to at the end of the year. So I warned you at the start, if you've uh, had time to go through your sports bet account, sift through all the, the winners I'm sure you had over the weekend. Uh, what might be your best bet for this week? We will chuck it on for you as thank you for coming on to the podcast this week. Um, this is not paying a lot, <laughs> but I'd, I'd be looking at something like uh, Roosters 13 plus into Melbourne 13 plus into Panthers 13 plus. And if I just chuck the Panthers one into here, um, that ends up a three-leg multi at $4.48, which I think should be a pretty safe bet the way the teams are playing that are versing these top well, – well, the Roosters aren't in the top four, but they should be. So, yeah, that would be my bet. Don't mind that at all, Matt. I think they're definitely uh, surely based on form in the way this this competition's going. The, the good sides are getting better and the, wor- the, the bad ones are getting worse. So yeah, definitely. definitely. Like that. The, the teams that um, are winning seem to run away at the end. Just um, I don't know if it's the extra fatigue or if teams are just giving up or what, but general, uh, generally it's been some 13-plus um, scores. So, yeah. I reckon I'm going to go Tigers 13-plus into NOFO 2 scores two tries so i haven't seen what that's paying there but if he's my trading target this week i know it's a bit of a risk doubling down but um given some of the carnage going on at the broncos there i can see the tigers clicking into gear here uh benji back as well looks to yeah he he looked decent last week as well in the short time he was there so can see them running up a score here so hopefully norfo's on the back of that um, that probably brings us to the end, Guy. Thank you very much for for coming on. I know we've uh, gone well over what we normally do on the SC Talk Pod. Uh, fair few stats. It's been fantastic. I've gotten through about four beers in this time. I heard a few cans opening on your ends. <laughs> uh, yeah, apologies. I tend to rabble on a bit, but um, no, it's been good. Thanks for having me. No, it's good. We get it out Tuesday, and then everyone's got until uh, I guess Thursday kickoff to uh, to listen to to us. So yeah, they've got plenty of time now to, to sit through an hour and a half 
of, uh, of good chat. Uh, we're basically carrying our respective podcasts this year, mate. So it's been great to finally go get one-on-one. I know you're spreading your love around a fair bit, so I'm glad you've landed on me this week. Much appreciated. That'll do us for another week. We'll see you back, I guess, on the talk pod as well as the champs pod uh hopefully wilfred's back and on deck next week you can see you right through but uh thanks again guys for listening and we'll catch you next week see you guys have a good one mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.